They leave Egypt. They get to the Red Sea. They see this God that they did not know other than what they heard of part the entire Red Sea. More than 1.5 million people, almost 1.5 million people walk across the Red Sea on dry land, look behind them, Pharaoh's army is coming, the Red Sea comes back over and completely wipes out Pharaoh's army. And so these, these are the people that, that God has to ask, hey, can I be your God? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Welcome to the Kingdom Living Podcast, a production of Kingdom Life Ministries International of Elizabethtown, Kentucky, headed by senior pastors Dr. Ray and Lillian Romero. In this week's episode of our podcast, our featured pastor is Pastor Bill Templeton. Let's join the service already in progress. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome, welcome to Kingdom Life Ministries International from sprawling Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Uh, Thank you, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, Thank you for all you all that have come and joined us this morning. Uh, Thank you for you all that join us online. Uh, We bless the Lord for a beautiful day, a day that He made. And because we have a choice, I will rejoice and be glad in it. The song that we just played was, I'm laying down my sorrows. I'm laying down my shame. I'm giving them them up. I'm trading them all for the joy of the Lord. What what an incredible incredible chance, what an incredible opportunity that we would have in order to lay down all all our sorrows and lay down all of our shames and, and to trade them all. For the joy of the Lord, Amen. knowing that He's able to keep those things which 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 are committed to His hands. So those things that are too big for me to handle, those problems that are too big for me to solve, that situation in my life that is impossible for me to get over, that He basically is able to resolve that. That's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing, and I can trade all that. I can trade all that anxiety for the joy of the Lord. I invite you, I invite you, if you don't know that for an absolute fact in your life, to come and have it. If, you, if, you, if, you, if, you, if, if your life is, 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 is overwhelming and, you, and your life is, is full of despair, get a new one. Get a new one. You can have a new one. You have a brand new one. A brand new life. And that brand new life is in our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. He's offering that today. He's offering that to, uh, 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 today, and I thank the Lord for it. Trading, trading my sorrow, trading my shame, yes. laying them down Amen. for the joy of the Lord. Don't have to pick them up no more. Leave them there. Leave them there. Leave them there. It's hard. It's hard for us to do because we want to do something. We want to carry them around, but we don't have to. The Lord has done it for us, and we thank Hallelujah. you. I'm Pastor Bill Templeton, and again, this is Kingdom Life Ministries. International in Elizabeth Town, and we thank you all for joining us uh, in our service this morning. Uh, we give an honor to our pastor and and, and, and our first lady, uh, Dr. Reina Romero, and uh, our first lady, uh, our pastor Jalilia Romero. Uh, they they are in respite now. The Lord has given them uh, these moments of, of of respite, and we are blessing the Lord. We spoke with them this morning already, and uh, the Lord has given them safe passage, and we do appreciate that. Also for our uh, our brother in, in ministry, Pastor uh, uh, Dolores, uh, <laughs> Pastor Nusset, uh, uh, we bless you for it. I destroy your name every single time I try it. <laughs> but but, but uh, my brother, we, we, uh, we were so appreciative 
of, of, of you joining us this morning also in our Sunday school. You that are listening, if you have opportunity to please do join us in our Sunday school. We have incredible uh, opportunities for learning and for and for the depth of knowledge that the Spirit of the Lord has given us. Uh, it is it, it is an honor to, to be able to do so. So we're getting into our into our Sunday service again. Our pastor. And his wife is not here, but it doesn't change anything because we didn't come for the pastor and his wife. Right. That's right. We love you, sir. I am kidding. We do, we do, we do. But we didn't come for you. We came because we because we came to assemble ourselves before the Lord right. to right. thank right. Him for right. this day, to thank Him for, the, for, for 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 blessing us and for keeping us all week. And so, um, mm -hmm. first off, this morning uh, we're going to have our brother come up, and he's going to give us uh, a word. He's going to introduce himself, and. Um, we're going to hear from him and, 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 and let uh, us, us hear what the Lord has, has given him uh, in words of, uh, of encouragement and scripture. Brother. Amen. 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 yourself and let the world know who you are. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, I'm Brother Robert and... Uh, we invite you all to come to E Town yeah. to 115 Mulberry. Uh, this is a wonderful congregation. It's a small congregation. And um, I tell you, there's a lot of meat and potatoes being fed here. Um, well, I'm the milkman, yeah. <laughs> I'm the other guy. Yeah. I'm the guy that's uh, reaching out to new Christians. If you're a new Christian, I have a word for you. Um, Ephesians chapter 6, uh, 11 through 15. Yes. Actually, yeah, 11 through 15. I'll go ahead and read it and elaborate a little bit. Um, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. You know, we as new Christians, we're, a lot of us were told that uh, our battles are over. Our battles are just beginning. Putting on the armor of God enables us to fight these battles. Um, and I'm going to quit using, I'm going to quit saying, uh, <laughs> for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day of having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded yourself. Uh, girding your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And that's kind of the verse I want to concentrate on, uh, verse 15. I was talking to my sister earlier. A lot of people, when they become Christians, they begin, they look at this book, this Bible, as one book. It's 66 books. And many people will start reading this book and get bored with it. And I suggest that you divide this book into sections. There's, um, there's history at the beginning of the book where you go through the five books of the gospel and you get all the way up to Job. And then you get inspirational books. Job, um, Psalms, Proverbs, Song of Solomon. And then you get into prophecy. And then you go into the New Testament and you get into the gospels. And then you learn from Paul in the, in the epistles that the apostles wrote. I, I read five chapters of my Bible a day. I read two chapters in history, 
one chapter in prophecy, one chapter in uh, the Gospels, and one chapter uh, in learning from the epistles. As a new Christian, it's important that you pick up your Bible every day. Amen. Um, Amen. It's, it's, it's very important. So talk to the Lord every day. He knows your thoughts. He knows everything that you're going to tell him. And you think, well, why should I tell him? It's confession. It's about confession. I can't get this out of my life, Father. I don't understand what's going on. Talk to him. He'll love you through it. Thank you, guys. Amen. 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 Thank you, Bishop. Amen. 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 Ooh, we're so here. We're so grateful to hear from my brother this morning. It's a necessary thing. We are. We're basically uh, going to go past a lot of the other things that we normally do. We're going to have prayer, and then we're going to go directly into our our our, our lesson. Um, we don't do a lot of. Uh, things here uh, at uh, at Kingdom Life that you may expect from different other churches. Uh, we have lessons. Uh, and we don't have a lot of preaching. Uh, we have more conversations because it's necessary that we understand and explain the Word of God. It's more it's more important for us to be able to explain the Word of God than to preach the Word of God because basically we want to because what what, what our pastor said so many times is that our job here our mandate. Is to is to as the Lord as the Lord said is to go out and make disciples of all the nations. Okay, so the word the word disciple is learner. Okay, so so basically we want and the Lord and the Lord spent a lot of times getting us to the place to where we understand the intent of God. Right. He wants us to understand what is His intent, what's in His mind. He gave us us He gave us the Spirit. Because no one knows the mind of the, the, the word of God says that no one knows the mind of, of a man other than his spirit, or better than his spirit. Amen. Yeah. Okay. So he gave us his spirit so we would know exactly what the mind of the Lord is. Okay. So we were speaking about about the the more than six hundred and something uh, laws that the, 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 the Jews had made for themselves, and 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 and, and, and the Lord had given us. Uh, had given them uh, uh, the Ten Commandments and so many other uh, of the different statutes and things of that sort, and how to keep those. But the, the thing that, that was most important, and that, that, that the Spirit of the Lord gave us today, is that He gave us His Spirit. Right. So all six hundred and, and and ten laws, and if there were six thousand ten laws, it would make any difference because all of them are known by His Spirit, and His Spirit is inside me. So as I so I don't have to go back and, and read or carry around a big book that that's that big with all the laws in it because the laws are written on my heart. So even though it's not in my in my sixty six books of the Bible, there are things that are But if there's the law, it's it's the intent of God for my life. And so since I have His Spirit, I understand what that is. So I have to I have to get that from someplace else. He's given to that to me, and that's what's inside here. And, that's what, and so uh, that's what we have. So, Father, before, before we start, we're going to have prayer, and then we're going to go into our conversation for today. Mm -hmm. Father God, we thank you, and we bless you for this day. We bless you for being our God. Hallelujah. We bless you for being our God. Hallelujah. We bless you for being our God. There's nothing better than having you, the creator of the universe, as our God. 
This is to this day, people are kneeling to other things, and they're kneeling to other things that they've made with their hands, and they're kneeling to their minds, their ideas, and they're calling those things their gods. And even if they don't say the words, they're still worshiping those things. But we come before you this morning because we understand that the God of heaven, Jehovah, is our God. And we've decided that we, we've decided that regardless of everything else, that we will kneel before no other. Neither will we worship any other. But you alone are our God, and you are a jealous God, and we are you are jealous for us, and we are jealous for you, Father. But we will have no other God before you. We will have no other God before you. We will have no other God before you, my God, and other than you. And so we thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for our pastor and his wife that you've given these moments of respite. We thank you for our brothers and sisters who are on the road doing their other businesses that they have to do for this day. We thank you for even, even for the ones who are not here, Father. And even as our young minister has said this morning, we ask that you would constrain, constrain, constrain those who are in the, the moments of decision whether yes, or not they'll Father. come before you this day. Yes, God. Holy Spirit, go, go, go forth and constrain them. You've given them extra time. You've given the world extra time. Yes. Go ahead and constrain them to come to hear your words for, for their for their salvation. For their salvation, for their lives. We thank you, Father, for all you are. I ask that you would now open our hearts and our minds. We, we steal ourselves to come before you. We quiet ourselves to come before you. Our eyes and our hearts are open. Father, open you then the eyes of our understanding. But we open our hearts and our minds to hear your word. But it means nothing of you, Holy Spirit, my love, our love. Do not open the eyes of our understanding. Let it be so. Let it be so in us. Let it be so in us. Let it be so in us that you open the eyes of our understanding so we will hear what the Spirit is saying to the body of God, His church. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. His very church. For that you this day, for everything you are. And we bless you for being our God. And for calling us to be your people, we honor you. Thank you for everything. Amen. Mm -hmm. So we are we're today speaking of uh, we talked before because we wanted to know. Um, uh, I, I, I want to know where where the pastor wanted us to go with this, and he says we're speaking of Pentecost, and so that, that kind of hit me for a while because we heard so many of the of, 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 of the preachers of of Pentecost and, and what happened on the day of Pentecost and, and, and all the rest of the things that that that, that gone into that. But what, a, what what we didn't have and what I hadn't heard was us explaining the purpose of Pentecost. We, we, we understand, and good morning, Pastor Sidney, it's good to have you with us. We understand uh, the day of Pentecost and what happened on the day of Pentecost and and what they did for the world, but what does this, what does this word Pentecost mean? Because that, that 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 is not something that was just specific for one, a one-time event. This was this was something that was going on. So I thought, because we are a teaching church here, that we should understand what that means. Why why do we celebrate Pentecost? What do, what does this mean? Uh, this is not some special day that was there that that was just made for. The, 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 this 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 specific event uh, of, of the inauguration of the church, that day was all also something that was understood 
uh, uh, was mandated as one of the festivals uh, and one of the things that they were supposed to have. So I thought that we should have a background of that so we would understand it. And so, and so I asked him, well, what does this mean? As Brother, as Brother Robert said to us earlier, if you ask the Lord something, he's going to give you an answer. That's right. So mm -hmm. look, what, yeah. what, what did you want us to understand about this day, Pentecost? Of course, we, this day is, 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 is several weeks away from us right now, uh, but, 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 but I want to make sure that we were, we were um, uh, equipped to be able to discuss this, because someone will ask us, well, well, what's the big deal about this day? Okay, the spirit, the giving of the Spirit of the God and the inauguration of the Church of God, uh, the Church of Jesus Christ, through the Spirit of God. Yeah, I understand that, and that is great, but what does the Word mean? Why was this, well, why was this important? And so we have this Pentecost, the purpose, the power, and the presence. Purpose of Pentecost the power of Pentecost and the presence of Pentecost. The term, the term of Pentecost comes from, the, uh, from a Greek word, and it's also a, a Pentecoste, and, and it means the 50th. It refers to a Jewish festival uh, celebrated on the 50th day after Passover. So we basically are just giving you information about what Pentecost means. And this whole conversation today is going to be not, not the preaching about uh, about the baptism of the Holy Ghost and, and what it did for them and things that sort. This is just the dynamics of what this word means, or what this day meant, or what these feasts meant. So we have this as an information, a backup. And, and if you are ever in a, a religious uh, trivia, well, you will be <laughs> very well, very well versed, and uh, and you'll you get all the marbles, and I'm sure you'll be ready. The Feast of Weeks, it's also known as the Feast of Weeks, and, and also the Feast of 50 Days, as a part of the uh, rabbinic tradition. The, uh, uh, this, is one, this is one of the biblically ordained three uh, pilgrimage festivals. So if you live anywhere near Jerusalem, you are required to uh, go to at least one of the three uh, 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 festivals. And Shabbat, as it's dated, I say is normally called uh, um, so one of the holy and ordained festivals of the, uh, of the three, uh, as part of the three uh, pilgrimage festivals. And, and uh, Shabbat is normally uh, celebrated uh, uh, in Israel for one day, and it is a public holiday. So this day is also is also called a uh, Shabbat, and uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the rabbinic uh, language is there. And, and we call it, of course, a Pentecost. But there's a reason for uh, those two names, and we'll get into it. Um, each is designed to, uh, uh, each one of the three uh, pilgrimage festivals are designed to do uh, one thing, and that is to remind, to remind, to remind Israel of where they were, where they were, and what the Lord had done for them. Okay, so three festivals are each designed to remind the Jews of their deliverance from Egypt. Okay, loss was the additional purpose of revealing the true deliverance of, of the Messiah, and that was actually supposed to be a part of what they learned there. Uh, that part was hidden from them, so they got the other three parts, but they missed actually the most important part, but it's okay, it, it will come. 
they were all the, uh, uh, connected to the spring, summer, and the fall harvest. And so, so, and so very wisely, uh, the Lord had, had basically interwoven uh, these festivals in with a, 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 normal, a normal time so that he made them, uh, he made these festivals a part of their regular life so they didn't omit them uh, just as they would do their spring uh, harvest and their, and their summer harvest and their fall uh, end of harvest. They had, uh, the, the, those were times when everything stopped in the time period and they took care of those things of uh, the Lord that they basically put these, these festivals in at that time. The, uh, uh, the first one is called a Pesach, which is uh, the Passover, and it celebrates the end of the final plague of Egypt and in the passing over of the Red Sea. Okay, and, and basically, a Pesach basically is uh, is celebrated because that is the first harvest of the year, and that is the barley. That is the spring harvest of barley, and then and then uh, forty nine days plus one, uh, you get into a Shabbat. Which is um, uh, what we call uh, the, uh, the festival of weeks because it is uh, 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 50 weeks, uh, or 49 plus one weeks, and it's also called uh, Pentecost. Uh, uh, basically, um, it is commemorating, and that is uh, commemorating Moses receiving the law on Mount Sinai, and, and also um, it, it is the beginning of the wheat harvest. And so, basically, again, like I said, uh, they use the harvests, and the Lord uh, uh, interwove the uh, festivals so that uh, they would be something that would be a part of their lives, so they would not forget these things. They have to do the harvests, and so at those harvests and, and those times uh, is when uh, the Lord would actually uh, incorporate these feasts and uh, made a part of their lifestyle, and so that uh, they would not be overlooked. The last one was uh, Sukkot, which is the, it's called the Feast of Tabernacles, and this is the uh, final fall of feast. And basically, uh, this feast right here uh, was basically made by, they would put up little tabernacles or sheds or things of that sort out in the fields of things of that sort, and it basically was a, uh, 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 a, 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 a end of the summer, uh, end of the fall, uh, last harvest of the year to them of a deal, but it basically gave them uh, an idea to look back, to look back on, on the spring and, and, and the summer harvests and things of this sort, and, and everything that the Lord had given them all year long, and one last chance to thank the Lord, uh, to, to come together and to thank the Lord for all that He had done for them before they went into uh, uh, the winter seasons where you know they couldn't work and things of this sort. So but the Lord basically gave them all of this, all this um, uh, different festivals to coincide with the things that they normally had to do. So again, they would remember. So uh, the idea for them and the idea for this us also is he's constantly giving us things to where we were, because it's easy for us to forget our, 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 our enemy, uh, uh, Satan, and, and the spirits of Satan basically, have designed this world to allow us to forget. He gives us, he makes us so busy up with stuff is that we don't think about what the Lord has done to us. And so as new things come, uh, it overwhelms us because we can't remember what, okay, uh, I crossed that Red Sea before, so there's another one in front of me now. 
uh, was the same God that allowed me to cross that one, but allowed me to cross this one, but he doesn't allow me to see that again. So right. he gives us yeah. items to where we can see, we can see, we can see over and over and over again. Note, uh, uh, note number one, and I put down here notes so that we can actually uh, have waypoints and, and things that we stop uh, 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 in the middle of, uh, of going through our, our, our text to kind of look at these things as important points. First of all, uh, Passover. The people of Israel were freed from their enslavement to Pharaoh. So what's Passover mean? Uh, Passover was, and also the Feast of Unleavened Bread, indicating the haste during slavery of Egypt. It is also the offering of the first fruits uh, of the barley harvest, uh, which was a lesser quality of bread. So, so basically, he incorporates this harvest that they had to do anyway, uh, this barley harvest with this uh, this uh, uh, this first feast. But that feast was very important because uh, uh, they call it the feast of, of unleavened bread. And during this seven days of feasting, uh, that they would do during this time period, uh, the bread that they ate were, was kind of the pita bread there. But it was to understand, you, but you remember again, we were leaving. We didn't have the time to cook. We didn't have the time to do all the things. We had to hurry up out of there because we had to go. And so this is what this is what this this is what this feast basically got in mind of. It made them think back according to what they would have remembered it, but what they would have heard them from their parents and from their grandparents was we were getting everything together. We wanted to eat something because we were going to be on the road for a while, and so we just made this bread. Unleavened bread, and we ate it just to have something in our stomachs so that we can go. And so this 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 bread basically gave us, and so it was it was the time of unleavened bread. During this feast, it was unlawful for anyone to eat bread with leaven in it, okay? Because everybody, man, woman, boy, kid, dog, birds, whatever, nobody ate anything with leaven in it, okay? Because because everybody had remembered together as a nation what God had did, and that's what He wanted them to do moving as a nation, living as a nation. Again, this is the first picture of the body of Christ. Okay, as, as you see, living as a nation, moving as a nation. And, 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 and so, you know, you know it becomes that. And, and we see that in our lives here, you know, as, as we come together uh, and we move together as a body. You know, doing the, you know, as a body, we, we all had our things that we were doing before we walked in the door. But when we walked in that door and we sat down there, we became one body, one person, right. one purpose, yeah. okay? one spirit. And so basically that's what he had for the entire nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. and, and, and these festivals kept them with that oneness of mind. And, and that's why they actually have this. So now, no, number two, Shabbat. This is the, the, this is a, 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 the Hebrew for a, 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 a week's. Uh, and seven weeks or 50 days after uh, the Passover is when uh, Shabbat was. Shabbat basically also became uh, the, uh, the, the, the word Pentecost. Okay, Shabbat was given, uh, and Shabbat, of course, they were given the Torah or, or, the, or the instructions and became a nation committed to serving God. The Feast of Leavened Bread, the offering of the first fruits uh, of the wheat harvest, uh, and, uh, and of course, wheat being a far superior grain to, uh, uh, to barley. So, uh, uh, basically, the, the, uh, the second harvest, which was uh, 49 plus one day after the Passover, 
So now they've gone through again. It was it was to get the entire nation to understand again what what would happen. So they had the, the, the uh, they had uh, uh, had the Passover. Uh, they, uh, they had the feast uh, uh, of the Passover. Uh, they went through uh, the the Red Sea, and now they were on the other side. They walked in the, uh, into the wilderness, and they've gotten as far as Mount Sinai. So this was basically an opportunity for the entire nation to look back again and see where God had brought them from, see what God had done for them uh, uh, up until that point. And at this point, it was, uh, uh, he given them uh, the opportunity to have leavened bread. This time, I want you to have a full festival. This time, uh, I want you to uh, uh, celebrate the fact that you are now somewhat set up. You're out of slavery. Uh, you belong to me now. I belong to you. Uh, you are my people. And so uh, life is better. 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 Yeah. <laughs> better. Life is better now. Uh, and so uh, this basically, uh, and, and then uh, in this in this in this particular uh, harvest uh, uh, and also in this particular uh, festival, you are Required to fully uh, uh, have eleven, and but also not just not just as it was uh, during the eleven, where you kind of took stuff and ran. Now uh, he wants the entire nation to know that you are settled. So in order to understand that, that you are settled, uh, each nation was to make two loaves uh, of the barley bread, or uh, if. If you, if you didn't bring the bread and you didn't have something, you had to bring the first fruits or whatever you had. This was the, the this is called the the, uh, the the feast of the first fruits. So basically, uh, bringing the first fruits before God, and you were to take whatever that ball that you had, and you had to put it here, uh, north, south, east, and west, up and down, and basically explaining now that everything that I have, my toe, a whole abundance belongs to God. So basically, I'm given. Forward, north, south, east, and west, up and down, and that had to be laid before him, and that was to be done twice. And so, basically, an entire nation of people doing this basically made the entire nation, as a body, remember what that situation was. And so, again, this was the Lord's way of making the entire a nation of Israel come back and remember what he had, what he had done. But it's also called the uh, the first fruits, and also the giving of the law. So basically, uh, a couple of things you know had happened during this time period, and he wanted again because of these different things that this festival did, it made them stop and remember what he had done. Okay, and so at this time he uh, he he. He's explaining to them, and they would remember that they were now at Mount Sinai when they had the second feast. And so what happened at Mount Sinai? And that's, that's the next one. Uh, again, uh, this, this, uh, this last part was just a note. It's called Jubilee. And, and again, uh, a Jubilee was a part of the last uh, feast, as I understand it. And basically, uh, it is done every 50 years. So... 49 Sabbaths, 49 Sabbaths okay, of years, and, and, and it is seven uh, uh, segments of seven years, or seven Sabbaths of years, okay, or 49 years, and it is, and basically at that point, at that point, at that point, and this is very important, 
It, it, it's called emancipation. And so the entire nation of Israel was required to do this because it basically explained to them, you are giving up, you are letting go, you are, are, are being freed from uh, uh, whatever it was that, that bound you or that you had bound in the same way that I gave you your emancipation from the Egyptians. He constantly wanted to remember that. So during, uh, during Jubilee, it was given to them that they were as opposed to uh, all debts, all conscriptions uh, uh, were ended. And so if you, were, if you had a debt, it was completely wiped out. If you were a conscript, it was completely wiped out. If you were an indentured servant to someone, it's completely wiped out. And that basically was done by the entire uh, 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 nation of Israel to make sure that, uh, that uh, okay, and also uh, during that year, uh, there was no, uh, 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 there was no uh, tilling of the land. Okay, so nothing happened during that time period. It, it was a period of rest, but it was a time for the entire nation to remember again what God had done. And so basically he did all these things so that them as a people would understand and remember what he had done. So, page two. And uh, for anyone who, who does not have, uh, does everyone have? Okay, so background. How do we get here? Almost two months in the wilderness, um, and this is going to be uh, more uh, just a speaking part here. Almost two months uh, uh, in the wilderness, the Jews reached uh, the Mount Sinai. Moses goes along to, uh, to the summit and speaks to God. So this is kind of a culmination of what happened in Exodus 19, uh, uh, 19, uh, 3 through 6. So basically, this is what happened here. This is a, a summary. And again, we're speaking of how and why we celebrate Pentecost. Okay, so what is this? Is just this is not the, the preaching of Pentecost. This is this is the why of, of the day, Pentecost. So again, background. How, how, how we came to this point? Almost two months in the wilderness, the Jews meet uh, raised Mount Sinai. Uh, Moses goes along to the summit and speaks with God. God commands Moses to ask the people if, if they will accept him as their God and, and if they will uh, obey him. Moses returns to the people. They agree. Moses returns to the mountain to speak further uh, with God and affirms, uh, uh, who informs uh, Moses to have the people consecrate themselves. Um, and on the third day, he will address the congregation. Now, I, I have after this first failure, because what we don't understand and what is not preached so many times there is the failure, the incredible failure that, that, that this incredible opportunity that was given to the uh, to the children of Israel. We we have a people who who less than less than three months ago were slaves to Egypt, had been there for 400 years. Now the God of heaven had sent Moses, sent them plagues, so they watched all the ten plagues happen, they watched all those things happen to them, they actually leave Egypt, they get to the Red Sea, they see this God that they did not know, uh, other than what they had heard of, parked the entire Red Sea, more than 1.5 million people, almost 1.5 million people walk across the Red Sea 
on dry land, look behind them, Pharaoh's army is coming, the Red Sea comes back over and completely wipes out Pharaoh's army. And so these, these are the people that, that God has to ask, hey, can I be your God? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, you know, and, and, and will you obey me? So, so that was a question that was given to them. So, but the first failure was in their answer. So, and Moses went up to God, and the Lord called him out of the mountain, saying, Let's not say to the house of Jacob, Tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bear your eagle's wings, and brought you into myself. And I love that statement. How I bear you on eagle's wings, and brought you to myself. So, the majesty, the majesty of those people coming into this now, would have been just spectacular wise now, therefore, if you will obey my, my, my voice indeed and keep my covenant, you should be a peculiar treasure, not peculiar people, but a peculiar treasure unto me. God is speaking. This is the God of creation is speaking to us. One of the most spectacular things, just the thought of this, right. that the God of creation should be speaking to human beings in this way. It's beyond any comprehension. Now, therefore, if you will obey my verse indeed and keep my covenant, then you should be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people of, of, of all the earth, because all the earth is mine, for all the earth is mine. And you should be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak unto the children of Israel. So, 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 so basically, this, is, this sets up the, the first communication that the children of Israel would have directly with God. And you, now, imagine here now that God is telling them, Moses, I'm talking to him, but I don't need to have him talk to you. I mean, I don't need to have him, 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 him be as a, mentor, uh, uh, as a mediator. I will speak directly to you. God himself will speak directly. They have the opportunity to hear the voice of God every single time that he, every single time that Moses, after that, that Moses went up and spoke to him about anything, they actually would have the opportunity to, uh, uh, to do that themselves. That's really incredible. So no, the Shinana, the, the, uh, the Shekinah was a smoke of fire that fell on, on the mountain and the, the presence of God, okay? And so basically, we'll, in, in our conversations again about what is a Pentecost, we are basically uh, seeing and setting the comparison and the significance uh, of, uh, of the uh, of the uh, of Shekinah that actually fell during uh, Shabbat. And so basically, we're going to take a look at that. But I wanted to actually put that in your mind as a note as we go forward here, because in in the conversation, in, in the next conversation, will we'll be. Uh, where the Spirit of the Lord came on the mountain and the people were so afraid and, and, and so traumatized by hearing the voice of God that they said, hey Moses, you know what, we want, we won't hear God anymore. You go talk to him and tell him what it, you, you, you come back and tell us what he said. You know, you, you'd rather them to, you know, accept going uh, before God themselves. So they rejected the personal relationship with God. They then, they then received the long tablets instead of directly into their own ears and eyes. So as we hear now, they could have actually gotten, instead of having the, the Ten Commandments on those tablets that basically uh, Moses actually, actually threw down and broke afterwards, they could have I, I just heard that for themselves. 
directly from God. That was the opportunity to do that, that they missed in order to hear that directly from God. So that was, and that's why I said that was such an incredible failure. They rejected the personal relationship with God. Then they then received the law on tablets instead of directly to their own ears and hearts. Because the Feast of Shabbat is celebrated seven weeks after Passover, and it is, uh, 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 the, the, the same seven-week period that Israel, the Israel received the law at, at Sinai, the Feast of Shabbat has also uh, uh, been associated with giving of the law. So again, Pentecost was basically given given to us as a as a remember uh, as a reminder of the giving of, of the law. But basically, what two things happened here, and I wanted to make sure that we understood this. It, it is celebrated, a Passover, a Pentecost, and Shabbat is, is also understood as, as the time of the, that they also went before the Lord and, uh, yeah, and basically uh, received the law, received the Torah. And so now at Pentecost, something else is happening. So we see now a transition. And again, this is why, this is why Pentecost, okay? We see the transition, the old law and the new law. Okay, the old law written, uh, written on tablets all the way up until this point, and now with with the giving of the Holy Ghost, the new law written on the tablets of our hearts. So the and so the prophecies, the prophecies of Jeremiah and the other ones about the law written on the hearts of the new covenant, of the law written on the hearts. They say you see that transition. Of what's happening here at that time. This is why the Lord is using these feasts that is natural to their lives as an opportunity for the entire nation to come together and hear this. And so, and so basically, we're getting a picture of why this time and these feasts were so important to us. Okay? So, everybody with me so far? Are we good? Amen. Good, good, Amen. good. All right. Very interesting. Good, good, good. And well, want to be that way. Um, I, had a, I, I had a picture in my. Uh, when I was a supervisor of a very large directorate there, I had a super, I had a picture on my wall uh, of this cowboy, and he says that sometimes when you, uh, you know, riding point for the herd, you need to look around behind you and make sure to go back there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because you can get so far out in front of them and stuff like that. It's like. Uh, Guys, you know, and uh, well, they got stuck at a stream back there. You crossed it, but everybody's still back at the stream, and you, you know, a couple miles ahead of us. So we need to make sure that you look behind me. So we're still there. Okay, so we're still there. Okay, so Sinai was the beginning of the Old Testament, Old Covenant law. God's people, uh, God's people of Pentecost was the beginning of the New Covenant of grace and freedom. So we see the, the, the changing of the guards here, and the Lord using this opportunity. But he brought everybody, and this is what we love about this, because he brought everybody together with this. Now, one thing that happened with this that was so important here, and, 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 and this is what the Spirit of the Lord does. And we were talking about this this morning about, uh, about the law, what the Spirit of the Lord does. Because when I was in Germany, and, 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 and I'm learning Germany because we're moving there, but I, I was saying, Lord, you are the... You, you're the God of languages, and so you understand these things, and so and, 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 and so I need to be able to understand German because I want to speak as a German. And I was asking him that, 
but not understanding that this is exactly what happened on this date, okay? Because what happened on this date was as they were speaking in the tongues, all the different people that were there heard the, 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 heard the voice of God in their own language. However, the same thing happened when the Torah was given to them on Mount Sinai, okay? When God spoke to them on Mount Sinai, remember, there was not just the Jews that were there. There were a lot of other people that had joined themselves to the Jewish nation. They were also slaves out of Israel. I mean, out of Egypt. They were slaves with Israel, with the children of Israel and Jacob, that were also with them in Egypt. They actually came with them. So there were lots of different languages that basically were in that congregation and not just the Hebrew language. But when God spoke, everybody understood exactly what he said. Okay, so it's the same, it's the unity of the Spirit that gives us, and so when God speaks, the unity of the Spirit, because words are not translations of, of, of individual words, they're translations of ideas. So the Spirit of God then actually gives His Spirit to the so that we're making a difference, and there were 15 different people in here speaking 15 different languages. When the Spirit of the Lord spoke, he, every single person in here would understand it at the same time. Because the Spirit of the Lord will give you an understanding. I'm sure that sometimes you've heard praise and worship songs that were in other languages. You didn't understand a single word that they were saying, but you understood exactly what that praise and worship was. Because the Spirit of the Lord gave you the understanding. The Spirit of that praise that was inside of that language basically gave you an understanding of what that was. And so basically that's what was happening here. Okay, so Sinai was the beginning. Sinai. Oh, oh, oh. Or the first of, uh, or the Passover, the feast of the Passover, was the beginning of the Old Testament, and, and the law was given uh, to God's people. And Pentecost was the beginning of the new covenant of grace and freedom, the fulfillment of all the law by Jesus Himself. His Spirit is placed in His body, in His church, in His temple. So basically, that's what happened there at Pentecost. God's Spirit is then placed in in His body. We, His people. We then are his church and also his temple. And so basically that is the him, him and we, and we and him. So next page, Pentecost. Events leading to Pentecost. One of the biggest problems that, 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 happened, uh, uh, that, that happened at Pentecost, and I was looking for this reference, and I couldn't find it again afterwards, but I, I, I can explain uh, the reference to, to, uh, to you. That there was the events leading to Pentecost was the failure to fully understand the true mission of the Savior, uh, of the Messiah. The, the suffering Savior was not understood until the Lord opened the eyes of their understanding. And that is where we're at here now. And that is why it is necessary for us to have these conversations that we're having this day. Because we need to understand why this, this is. We, we hear Pentecost and we hear the Spirit of the Lord coming, but how do we come to that point? How do, this is not a special day. You know, we speak about the crucifixion sometimes and, and things of that sort. But we, we forget that three people were going to die on that day. Okay, three, right. the, the, the three crosses were already made. They were going to die on that day. So that event was, was not something that was, that was new. The only thing that changed that was that the, the middle person, the, the worst person, who was Barabbas, was exchanged for, 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 
for the most innocent one in the world, Jesus, okay? But the three crosses were already made. So this is another thing that, that God didn't just make this event for now. Pentecost, Passover, Pentecost, Shabbat, those are the, those are the festivals that happen all that happen uh, uh, in place already. The, the time, the time, the timing, God's timing says that at this point is what we got to do. All the people, all the people always came to Jerusalem. So it wasn't that just on, on this one time all the people came to Jerusalem. No, all, all Jewish males had to come to Jerusalem for one of those three feasts. feasts. But, but, but the Feast of Shabbat or, 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 or Pentecost was, one, was, was another one of the ones that was, was a more important one because it showed a, 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 a return to rest and, and, and prosperity that more came, okay? And so that was one of the bigger feasts. And so the Lord just used this particular big feast for, for the sin. So we can't, we, we, we can't get caught up in the day, but we have to understand why the date, why this is important, and, and how these things worked, and, and how the Spirit of the Lord used this date in His providence to bring this particular point to us. It basically gives us a picture of our own selves if we are waiting for promises, if we're waiting for prophecies, if we're waiting for things, different things, the Lord will bring us to the point, but it's in His time. And that time is absolutely perfect always. And so the Lord has given us another picture of this, and this is what we have to see. So, again, we, uh, we walk with Him, we believe Him, we trusted Him, we believed Him, uh, uh, as a Messiah, but all the way up until a week before he died, we were still saying, well, now, Lord, after you come back, are you are you then going to restore the kingdom? Like, dude, <laughs> well, uh, okay, now, no, no, let's go back and we'll talk about this some more, okay? And so, basically, um, he, he discussed that with them, but they still didn't get it, okay? And when we understand that they still didn't get it, because there's a couple of other guys walking uh, all, the, all, all the way afterwards, and they're saying, oh, my God. Luke 24, 13-35, okay? And so the, this conversation is, is for the, the, uh, the two uh, disciples who are walking back, and they're on their way back up to Emmaus, which is about seven miles away uh, from Jerusalem, and they're kind of walking around, they're talking, and Jesus comes out to them, and, and he says, hey, guys, what, 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 what's the matter? And so he's, I said, Dude, are you are you are you new here? Did you just arrive? Did you know what's going on? And so he explained to them that that that, that, that we, 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 you know, Jesus, Jesus' disciples, but now he's been crucified, and we thought that he was going to come back and 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 restore uh, the kingdom of Israel at that, at that time period. But now the guy's dead and gone. Some people said that that, that that they saw him, but we don't know anything about that. And so here we are. And so the Lord said, okay, I've still got work to do. <laughs> and so he gets back into this conversation. And Luke says, because they get all of the, they understood all the other parts of it, except the fact that he was supposed to suffer for that. He was supposed to suffer for that. He was supposed to, he, 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 he did not come in a big white horse. He come a donkey. He came in his kingdom, but was going to come in a completely different way. So you understood the part, but there's a piece of it that you're missing. So let's discuss this. And he says, ought not Christ have suffered these things? He says, well, these things? And entered into his glory? And, the, and, 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 and then at that point, at that point, because 
And, and this is why people basically tell you sometimes, well, we, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't listen to the, I don't listen to the Old Testament I, I, because I'm under grace now. You better go back and listen to the Old Testament. That's right. Okay? You better go back and listen to the Old Testament. Okay. Because there's some stuff in there that if you just do now, you're going to miss a whole bunch of stuff that's really important to you. So yep. Jesus himself, the word of God goes back, okay? And beginning with Moses and the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning him. So he now is speaking to them and giving them all the reasons as far back as Moses speaking, the writings of Moses all the way through. So we got now... And so now we got from Genesis all the way up through that, 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 that speaks about uh, speaks about Jesus, uh, all the things concerning Him. Now they didn't know that He was the Help. They would said all the things all the things concerning Jesus until they understood the way He the way that He would bring His kingdom through the words of the Old Testament prophecies that promises fulfilled. Uh, fulfilled, and so, and so, so prophecies and promises fulfilled, uh, and they didn't understand that, and so they were discouraged because they didn't understand uh, the prophecies uh, or the promises. Now they understood that they were living prophecy, and that knowledge empowered the disciples further. Okay, so up until that point, up until that point, they didn't understand. That they were part of the living, that they were actually living that, until he explained to them the Old Testament, and saw in the Old Testament where he was supposed to come, and the way that he was supposed to come, and that the scribes and the Pharisees were supposed to treat him the same way, and that he was supposed to die in that way, and that he was going to rise on the third day, and that his kingdom was going to come in that way, and then he shows them because of all the way back to. to so Genesis all the way through, all the prophets have been telling you that this is the way that I'm going to come, that my kingdom is not going to be of this world, but it's going to be of, of God, and, and, and the righteousness of God is going to come to men. And, uh, and it wasn't until he explained that to them, and the eyes of their understanding were opened, then they said, oh my gosh! There's a, there's a beautiful children's book of things that's written. For those of you uh, who have children or grandchildren, it's wonderful. Uh, 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 it's called The Incredible Story. But in this book, the little boy is reading the book, you see, and it's, it's a magical book in, in that he himself is the character. And so he doesn't understand that he's reading the book and, and, and the character is, is supposed to do something. And in, in the book they're saying, but he doesn't understand who he is. He doesn't understand who he is. And so at the end of it, he understood, oh my gosh, this is a magical book, and they're talking about me. It's the same way that happened here now, as, as these two were going to, to America, and they understood, and Jesus gave them an understanding of who he was, and why he was, and why he died the same way, and, and, and give them all the, all, all, all the different emphasis of that happened in the Old Testament. They said, oh my gosh, that's us. That's us now. So now I understand. Now I understand this. This is, this, this is not the end. This is, this is just the beginning. Because it was supposed to happen this way. And so that's why they say, oh my gosh, we got to go back and tell the rest of the guys now. And so as they're down, they get back and tell the rest of the guys. And while they're talking about that that evening, Jesus comes, comes in this. And so he discusses it with them again. 
So now that same group of guys who were sitting back with the doors locked and, 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 and was worried about things, now these are the same guys that are testifying. These are the same guys that are teaching in, in the temple. Okay, these are the same people now. Uh, 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 Matthew, Mark, uh, you don't hear nothing about the Old Testament until after, after uh, the day of Pentecost, and then uh, you hear Peter, James, and uh, all, all the rest of them using Old Testament scriptures all, all the way through because they understood that that's, that 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 was the basis of everything that we're seeing here now. And so basically, that's where that conversation, that's where the immense walk came from. It opened the eyes of understanding that they didn't understand that he was the Messiah, but the way, the way that he, his kingdom was supposed to come. He knew that it was supposed to come, but how? And so that's how they understood this. So as of then they understood it. So as uh, the comparisons, as the Jewish people gathered at Mount Sinai, they now gathered in Jerusalem at the temple, uh, built another mountain. So again, uh, uh, another comparison to, to, to what happened uh, at Mount Sinai and what happened at Pentecost because those two things are where the conversion happens. So the conversion, as the Jewish people gathered at Mount Sinai to hear the word of God and to hear the law, now they gathered at Jerusalem at the temple built on another mountain called Moriah. And when the Jews saw the covenant of the, the cloven tongues of fire in the upper room, they would have remembered they will remember uh, the stories of the Shekinah glory. Fire and smoke from Mount Sinai representing God's presence on that day many years ago. So uh, as they saw then, then, again, those same people looking at the clothing, uh, 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 a fire uh, uh, that was sitting on, on the different uh, uh, the apostles there, they would remember uh, the stories of uh, the fire and the smoke uh, you know, that was on about Sinai then, and also the Word of God. And then again, them hearing again just then the, you know, the same thing, the Word of God. And that's how no one could speak against that because it was exactly in everything that they had ever learned or heard before uh, about what happened at Mount Sinai was happening again right in front of their faces. However, it was on individual persons and not on you know, the minds themselves. So uh, that basically would have taken away any question about whether or not those things were absolutely of God. After accepting the gospel from Peter, 3,000 souls were added and requested to be baptized. The baptismal pool at Bethesda on temple grounds basically uh, was there for ceremonial cleaning and basically a uh, cleansing basically and that basically would have been the area uh, that they would have been baptized in. The Jordan River it was almost nine miles away, and so and so it was actually too far. But uh, uh, just and it's just a bit of trivia. If someone should ever you want to know that, on this day, Pentecost, uh, uh, set aside uh, set aside to celebrate the Jews as a covenant people. Christ's Church was established through the acceptance, repentance, and the covenant of grace. The Church was brought forth, given its birth, and empowered by the Holy Spirit. It was the inauguration, that is the inauguration of the Church of Christ. By receiving the immersion, the filling, the gift of the power of the Holy Spirit, a member of the Godhead, a member of the Godhead, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, a member of the Godhead, we are restored with the ability to spiritually enter the presence of God, immediately ourselves. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is what places believers into the Church. So, 
that when you accepted the Lord and, and received his spirit, that is what places you into his church. You're in the church. Whatever building you want yourself in, that's fine. But you're in the church of God because you have now placed, been placed in, in the church. But more into the very union with Christ, we become his body. Right. Amen. Where do we fit? Acts 1 and 5, 2, 1 and 3. Pentecost being the birth of the church, the progression. And this is the, and this is the last part of our presentation. So, this is the, the, the progression. I want to make sure that we have I went through this. The completion of the Old Testament, the arrival of, 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 of and, and basically, this is basically a picture of how we get to this point. The progression. What, uh, uh, what steps in history brings us to this day of Pentecost. So, the completion of the Old Testament, the arrival of God incarnate, uh, and, and, and of course, he then is the completion uh, and the fulfillment of the Old Testament. Then, 33 years, uh, he stays with us. Uh, his death, then, uh, and, and then the ratifying of the new covenant by the sacrifice of his life, his death, and his resurrection, and the resurrection from the dead. Then, after 40 days of revelation, and, and that's one, of the, and that is the 40 days that he spoke to more than 500 uh, uh, of his followers uh, and showed themselves alive. He ascends into heaven and is seated. And then he sends the Holy Spirit. And so basically, that's basically the, the snapshot, the, the you know, 30,000 feet picture of, of actually what happened in that, uh, uh, in that 33 years. Acts 1 and 5, the Church of Christ is, is in the New Testament. Okay, the Church of Christ in the New Testament uh, is the body of Christ. And one, one man, one person, one body, full of restraint and direct communication with God. So many people, but one body. So we are many different people, many different languages, many different cultures, many different racial makeup and things that said, but we are one body, one. one. And that basically shows us the power of the Spirit of God. Basically one thought, one body, come from one purpose. And, and this is replicated over the millions of people that are in, in, uh, in the body of God that actually makes uh, of the church of God in Christ. The church, of, uh, the church of Christ in the New Testament, the body of Christ, one new man, one person, one body, fully restored with direct uh, communication to God. And so the whole, the, whole, the whole thing of the whole thing was to restore us back into direct communication with God. We are his masterpiece. We are his love. We are his beloved. We are his precious, his precious prized possession. And he wants to talk with us. He wants to have a relationship with us. And he wants us to have a relationship with him in love. Right. And not in, not in hate and we're not in fear, but in love. Right. And so he basically has done all these things to allow us to have that access to him again. He is holy, and so there's, there's a certain way that we, that we must access him. We can't access him in our humanity because there's so many things in our humanity that are offensive to him. But he's made, he's made us clean in the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we are washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he sees us, we see the righteousness of Christ, the righteousness of his very word. And we are accepted in his presence. And so we thank you for those things. What then is the gift? The message from Pentecost. We are the, the, the message from Pentecost. 
And then the gift is that we are the body of Christ. And we are given a new presence, a new power. But more, we are given the understanding of what the Old Testament says. And it's written within our hearts. So all the laws, all the requirements, everything that was required by God for anything that a human would do, they were to accept him or to be accessible to him has been given to us in the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The death of our resurrection actually paid the price and the penalty for sin and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ actually assures us that we will have in him eternal life and so we'll continue in that. So we see the, 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 those things happening even in our own lives. Two separate dwellings of the Spirit of God. And basically, uh, this, is, this is like a footnote of something that was kind of important. And I wanted to actually kind of bring it up because you could, you could be in places where somebody may ask this question because it was one of those things. It was kind of a snarky type of a deal, but, but there are some people out there. And then one more another. So I brought this up. I know two separate uh, dwellings of the Holy Spirit through the gift of tongues. Okay, Acts, uh, 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 Acts 2, uh, 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 Acts 2, each man heard the tongue in their own language, uh, a disposition given specifically for that moment, a universal uh, language devoted by God for each one uh, in that moment. So, uh, so basically, uh, each one of the different, each one of the different ones were speaking uh, 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 in tongues. But, uh, but that language was fully understood to the persons uh, hearing it. And so uh, the Lord actually acted as a universal translator for those things. And, and, but that was a dispensation for just that moment. So someone might ask, well, then why did Paul in 1 Corinthians 14 uh, speak about the gifts of tongues? And that if somebody came in and you were all speaking in tongues and they thought you were mad. Well, because it's a different dispensation. And so at that point, the, the, that dispensation given for that day, for that particular time, was for a presentation. The, the tongues that we have now, we, we're not speaking to men, but we're speaking to God. And so that is the difference in, in the tongues that we're speaking, that have been spoken on the day of Pentecost at that moment, and the tongues that are given to us now. And so just in case that should ever come up, now you know the answer. It was a dispensation. It was a, for that particular day, for that particular reason, uh, to, for in effect in that moment at Pentecost. And then now uh, uh, this one is for us uh, for all time. The commandment to spread the gospel to the world was given to 3,000 that represent the known world. Afterwards, the spread of the word of God has, has been known to uh, of the entire world. And so basically, uh, again, that's why... It was necessary uh, at that point, at that point, because those 3,000, well, they were coming from all the different parts of the world. And so they basically, they needed to hear the gospel of God to take back with them to their particular area. Some of them stayed in Jerusalem, but many of them went back to all the other parts of the world. And so it was necessary that they understood what was happening. So the Spirit of the Lord that wrote the word of the Lord in their hearts. And so many of them went back and started churches. The church at Rome None of the apostles had ever gone to Rome before, but that church was actually started by one of the members who had been at Jerusalem at, during, uh, during, the, uh, uh, during the day of Pentecost. And so he was able to actually start a church basically based on what the Spirit of the Lord had given to him 
at the day of Pentecost. And so we understand why it was necessary that the information was given in so many languages because it went out to the entire world, basically, and, 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 and was used for that. Also, also it, it was completion of the prophecy to Abraham, that through you all the nations of the world would be blessed. Of course, we know that as believers in Christ, we are engrafted into the bloodline of Abraham, and so we basically are basically still completing the promises that unto you all the nations of the world will be blessed. And as we continue now to spread the word of God, it continues to go throughout the world, and we we then, now, this day, are still <laughs> continuing to write that story. Mm -hmm. Also, note, at the completion of prophecy to Abraham, through you, through you all the nations of the world will be blessed. Believers are ingressed into the bloodline of Abraham. We are to be witnesses of Jesus, empowered by God to spread the gospel. Understand the suffering Savior's life is our own life. So, we have to go through things just as he did, but again, timing, God's timing. Yep. God's timing. Right. God's timing. Right. And he knows exactly where we are. He knows exactly how we are. We continue to pray to him because it is confession. It's, he knows he knows he knows our hearts. He knows our minds. He knows what we're going to say before. But he wants a conversation with us. And he wants a confession. He wants us to, if there are things in our lives, he wants us to bring it to him. When he calls us, we don't have to hide. We don't have to put leaves over us or whatever. We can go before him just as we are. He knows who we are, and we confess those sins. And, and He is faithful and just. If there's sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And so we have no reason not to have complete confidence and trust in our faithful God and in our Father so we can go with Him in confidence. We're to be witnesses of Jesus, empowered by God to spread the gospel, uh, the, the gospel understanding, uh, uh, to spread the gospel. And understanding the seven saviors' life as our own, now live through him. Right. The, the connections of the Old Testament celebration of Pentecost and Jubilee and the New Covenant Pentecost and the ultimate Jubilee, uh, those are the things uh, that we still live right now. The connections of the Old Testament uh, celebration of, uh, of Pentecost and also the freedom, the freedom of Jubilees. Completely, completely freed of uh, of all bondages, completely freed of all debts. So we uh, we get the combined uh, 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 benefit of, uh, of, of of the celebration of Pentecost and the celebration of, of Jubilee together. The outpouring of uh, um, the outpouring of the Spirit, liberty, emancipation from emancipation from bondage, and rest for our souls are the gifts. And the workings of the Spirit of God in the day named Pentecost. And that is what we are. So that, that, that's, what, that's what the Lord uh, gave us to uh, share with you today. Father God, we thank you for so we pray for Father God, we thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. Hallelujah. Father God, we ask that you open the eyes of our understanding and let your word and the understanding of your word go to all these that, 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 that you assembled together here and those who will be watching us online let them understand Father God these things that you would have us know the meaning the meaning of your words and the meaning of, of, of your times we thank you we thank you for your times and your word and your wisdom 
So we ask that you open our eyes for our understanding that these words and this information go into our hearts. Let it be a part of us. Let it, let it provoke us to further study, to further inquiry about what those things mean and how those things should affect our lives and, and how we can bless others with this information. Let it be so in us, Father. We bless you for everything we are, for this service and for this time. We bless you for being our God and for calling us to be your people. We will hear you, Lord. We will hear you. We will hear you. We open our hearts. We open our minds. We open our understanding as far as we can do it. And then, Father, we ask that you would open the eyes of our understanding. So we will see you and hear you and understand your word. To know what the Spirit is saying to we, your body, your church. We thank you for everything you are. Bless us and bless this body. Bless this body of people. Increase it according to your perfect will. And we bless you, our Father, our Lord. I keep in the name of our risen Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you very much. We are again Kingdom Life Ministries from Elizabethtown uh, here in Kentucky. Our pastor uh, Bernard Romero and First Lady Delinia Romero they are uh, uh, in, in respite right now, but uh, we will they, they should be back with us in another week or so. So we look forward to having them here. But again, we are in Elizabethtown, Kentucky. Uh, 118 Marbury uh, Street here in, in, in Elizabeth Town. So come and join us whenever you can. And we look forward to, uh, 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 to having you join us. We'll see you uh, next week at uh, 11 o'clock. God bless you. Have a great and a blessed week. Again, I'm Pastor Bill Templeton. Good day. <laughs>